know, what are those some of those unique things that you think you guys do that show that you go above and beyond to show care for your customers? You know, the difference is if you go buy something from a big box store and you have a problem with it, they just tell you, call the manufacturer. You just have to have that connection and you have to be willing to spend a lot of time batting for those customers and trying to get them taken care of. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. You know, as we kick off our slate of podcasts here in 2023, you know, we mentioned at the end of last year that there were so many anniversaries and major milestones hit, and um, we get to kick off the new year of, of episodes with a, a podcast with a member that had just turned 120 years old. 1902 was when they started their business. So here as we get into 2023, 121 years of uh, you know appliance sales and service in Pocatello, Idaho, and we're talking to Pocatello Electric and owner Susie Vigliatoro, the uh, the owner since 1989 of that business, um, and sharing some just really incredible stories about you know the the, the business in that community, a, a community of 59,000 ish, give or take, uh, in Pocatello, Idaho, and um, really a lot to learn from a, a, a business that has been around not only that long and has you know seen so many changes to the way retail's done and how you know the, the makeup of their community but um, a, a really cool story in that they've got so many aspects of the business from the the service side to the sales side and and how they you know really make the experience about their customer but also coming to learn that you know they are a it's been around so long in that community that the historical society has gone and uh, made them a, a historical landmark. So, you know, what that does for their business and um, how they're leveraging that and in, in the way they uh, go about, you know, developing relationships in their community. And really that that word relationships is kind of what this conversation boils down to because so much of what uh, Pocatello Electric has been able to do, um, you know, fourth generation owners, uh, you know, the fourth family to own the business. And um, Susie and her team have done a great job of just you know, not only developing the relationships in the community with their customers, but you know the, what they do with their team internally and and building a strong culture that um, you know has enabled the business to have such sustained success. So really, a lot to learn from Susie and a, a conversation I think a great one to to kick off the year with. So let's dive into it. This is Susie Vigliatoro, owner of Pocatello Electric, here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and taking a little jaunt out to Pocatello, Idaho. Is that is that right? So, Susie, we talked about me wanting to pronounce your last name right. Susie Vigliaturo, the owner of Pocatello uh, Electric. Is is that? Am I saying the the city's name right? Yep. Perfect. Awesome. So I'm two for two today. I feel that's a good way to start the day. <laughs> well, Susie, we appreciate you uh, <laughs> taking the time and you know having uh, availability and interest and and uh, courage, I guess, if you will, uh, to jump on a podcast with us and, and chat about business out there. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, let's start, uh, you know, how, how is business? I, as, as a, a person have never been to the state of Idaho, so I, I am coming in blind as for, you know, what business is like out there, but, uh, tell us what, what it's like in your, uh, community out there in Pocatello. Well, business in Pocatello, Idaho is, great right now. Um, we have a lot of families as well as retired people moving to Idaho 
and to Pocatello. Um, they're trying to escape the big city life, which I don't blame them. Um, and Pocatello is a smaller city and a great safe place to raise a family. So I think that's part of the draw to Pocatello and to Idaho. It's just a great place to live. Uh, and I know we have uh, some team members, especially our field team that are out there and um, you know, we hear a lot of great things about it. So it sounds like a st- it's going to have to be on the, the, the tour eventually to get to, to Idaho and uh, Pocatello. But um, sounds like a fun area. And, you know, what, what are, I mean, you mentioned getting away from the big city. What, uh, describe the, the town a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't know if you have specific numbers in front of you on like, like how large the community is. But, you know, what, what kind of town are you uh, working out of it, out there? Um, well, <clears throat> we have Idaho State University. It's a great place to live if you like the outdoors. We've got a local ski hill that's been around forever. Um, Lots of fishing, hiking, biking, kayaking, hunting, tons of outdoor stuff to do here. Um, It is growing, like I said. People are moving in. Uh, We were like probably 58,000. I don't know what it is right now. But it's definitely growing. Gotcha. No, that's and awesome. I think COVID probably brought a lot of people to Idaho. <laughs> yeah, no, that may, makes sense for sure. But uh, no, it's a it sounds like a you know not not quite quaint, a little bigger than quaint, but still quaint. I think you know I'm talking from Philadelphia over here, so a town of a couple millions. <laughs> so definitely quaint compared to, yeah. to where I sit. <laughs> but uh, no, cool uh, cool to be there. And you you mentioned some of the. Um, you know, things that are coming or, or things that have been, you know, what, what you do there that have been longstanding, I guess, traditions of, of that area. And one of them has to be, you know, uh, Pocatello Electric. And, and you guys celebrated a pretty big milestone. And, uh, you know, we'll dive into that in a little bit. But before we get to that, tell us about, you know, your background and, and how you got into the retail business. Well, I did go to ISU. Um, I've always been, you know, working in the capacity of like an office manager um, always like in the accounting end of the business. I have three daughters, seven grandchildren, and three great grandchildren. And I love to do all the stuff I mentioned that there is to do here fishing, skiing, kayaking, hiking. I like to travel. And I got into the business. <clears throat> My uh, husband's parents owned Pocatello Electric. And in 1989, we bought the business from his parents. And just have been running the business since then together. Wow. I And, you know, you mentioned how long it's been around. I thought 120 years. Is that right? That's the anniversary you guys were celebrating this year at the store? Yeah. Been here since 1902. Wow. That's, a, I mean, incredible, first of all. So congrats on uh, longstanding success. I Well, I guess I, you know, you, I, despite only having been uh, at the helm since 89, that's a, still a large chunk of the, the business's history. And, um you know, we'll get into sort of the, the things that you've been doing, but that have, you know, helped keep the, the business running for such an extended period of time. But, um, you know, you, you talk about the the steep history of the community. How how does being around for that long, you know, how does that play into what you do on a day-to-day basis? And, and I guess really I'm trying to ask, like, how, how do you lean into that history as a business, having been around for that long and, um, you know, people in the community – recognizing the 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 name Pocatello Electric? Um, 
I think because Pocatello Electric is such an icon in Pocatello, um, <clears throat> um, it's on the historical registry, and it's just basically part of what Pocatello stands for. The people in Pocatello are friendly. They're always willing to help, help each other in time of need. And to me, it's extremely important that we keep the legacy of Pocatello Electric uh, carrying on for not only the Vigilatoral family, but all of Pocatello, Idaho. The the registry, that's an interesting aspect. Um, I, and I don't think I, I realized that diving through your, uh, you know, the website and stuff. But that's, that's, is that something that was recently added? <clears throat> well, they have a historical society in uh, Pocatello. And downtown Pocatello Electric is... Uh, on that registry. Gotcha. And now, do, how does that, uh, I mean, obviously a cool mark that you can say that you're, you know, a historical mark in the community. Does that impact, like, but do you have to do anything for that to either maintain that or ensure, I know, like, if you think of some, I, I think of real estate and watching those home shows all the time where they'll come across a building or a, a home that they're renovating and they, they can't do stuff to the outside because it's a, a historical building or anything like that. Like, do you run into any example or situations like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Everything that you do to your building, um, especially on the outside, you have to have permission in order to paint it or update it, put an awning up. Um, so you have to get permission, and that has to definitely be within their guidelines. Gotcha. Obviously, some obstacles in, in, in that sense, but how is, uh, have you noticed any benefits from being, you know, marked as a historical building or a landmark in the community? I think just because I guess the benefit is just the fact that you've been here and you've been here for so long and <clears throat> people say Pocatello Electric and, you know, everybody knows where it's at, that there's only been four families that's ever owned Pocatello Electric. That speaks volumes as well. It, you know, it's not like it's being sold over and over and over again. And uh, Mike and I were the were the fourth ones that own it. Yeah, I I mean it's a uh, cool to to see that. I mean we only know of so many members within Nationwide. I think uh, the last couple, of, the last year or so, I you know talk about some of the conversations we've had. A retailer being a hundred years. I think there was a home furnishing store that was 135. I, but I know obviously the appliance side. You guys are one of the oldest appliance uh, outfits in the in the country, which is um, you know really cool to hear. And and you know I, to last for that long, to be in business for that long, obviously a lot of evolution has to occur, and um, business has to adapt, and changes have to be made. Uh, maybe not necessarily to the outside of the building, <laughs> so you don't get yourselves in trouble with the historical society. But um, you know, what, uh, what what sort of changes have you been a part of? You know, since taking over the business, that you think have you know contributed to that sustained success? Well, when we um, <clears throat> bought the business, we had to do a lot of changes. Um, we brought on new lines. We remodeled the store. Um, we cut overhead to make our profit margins better. We updated signage. And basically, we just had to catch up with the times because um, Mike's father was older and he, he kind of didn't believe in, you know, doing all this stuff. And it was just wasting money. And 
wasn't necessary. And so, yeah, we had a lot of work to do that took us, you know, quite a while. But the biggest change and probably the most important thing that we did uh, was joining the buying group because that helped us immensely, not only um, with the better buying power, but just everything that they do with the uh, learning academies, the connections that you make, going to the meetings. So yeah, that was probably the biggest, most important thing that we did to evolve into the next century. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, awesome to hear always, um, of course. And, you know, I, I think that we we can't do what we can we're able to do if it's not for a, an awesome collection of uh, members across the country that bring a lot to the table as well so it's always awesome to hear from um you know the, the different members and your stories and backgrounds because i think it you know shows that there's no cookie cutter way to do business right you guys are all you know figuring out how to to make it work in your communities and um you know got the here with tools and 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 you know some expertise to provide along the way but um, we learn so much from you guys and, and what you do out in the community. But, you know, you, you talk about the changes you've made to the business after taking over. Are there any things, you know, what, what are the things that are, well, two-part question, you know, the things that are going well that, that you think, um, you know, you're, you're doing really well at, at at Pocatello and what areas are there that you still need to evolve in, do you think? I think we do a super, super job taking care of our customers. We always go the extra mile. We make phone calls after phone calls to get product taken care of that, you know, maybe broke down and waiting for parts um, or just replacing product and then trying to deal with it on our end of getting it repaired or replaced or whatever, just to keep the customer satisfied and, you know, in business with their appliances. I think that's our probably strongest point you know, and there's always things that you can improve on. Uh, right now, we're working on trying to get a better delivery schedule. So we're going to go with a program that will help us do that through Nationwide. And the other thing that I think we need to do is <clears throat> utilize more of the tools that Nationwide provides and has to offer. And we're also working on using more of the tools with our point of sale system as far as, you know, what we can do with that to make our business better with communication with customers, streamline some of the stuff that we have to do in our everyday business. Yeah. So, yeah, we just keep moving forward. Yeah, I got you. I mean, obviously, you know, having been involved with the business since 1989, you you see a lot of changes to how retail's done. Um, You know, I mean, you know, think of selling product on a website in 1989, not not necessarily something that uh, was uh, even a possibility at that point, obviously. But, you know, I, I, I mean, to come, you know, fast forward to 2022, um, you know, you mentioned the group, obviously. Are, are there any other, you know, contributors or, or big changes that um, or shifts in the way you guys have done business and in that time that you think are, you know, would be some of the most important or um, you know, reasons for that, like we said, that sustained success? Um, yeah, just um, keeping up with the time and the changes. And like you said, in 1989, there wasn't, you didn't buy your appliances on a website. But yeah, just having your website, having your social media, you know, keeping the community involved in your 
social media, by doing different things. Like for this 120-year celebration, we based everything on 120 days. So we've been doing drawings like every week, and we post it on Facebook. I think you just have to be out there in the community. You have to be active. Like we used to do a lot of newspaper advertising, but everything we do mostly is on social media, billboards. So, yeah, just keeping up with the time and changing yeah. and <laughs> no no that, it all makes sense it's something i and i'm not gonna not to pick on your uh, uh your in-laws i guess but uh you know you think about you mentioned earlier that um the idea of change was not something that uh, you know was was easy to come by uh with the previous owners but yeah kind of thinking about how you've since taken over the business and and sort of where it's come to today and all the changes you've had to make what's it what's it take from your perspective from your seat um, to be open to that change and, and wanting to try new things and, you know, adapt to new ways of doing business? Um, well, you know, I think everybody has a hard time with change. Um, I think you just have to present it in a way to make them see that this, you know, like we need to change this because it will make our business better. Um, it'll make us more profitable, um, so you just have to have an open mind and be willing to give it a try. No, I, I love that. And and another thing you mentioned too was just how, you know, one of the things you're doing really well at right now is, um, you know, the focus and attention to the customer. And I know looking ahead to, to primetime, um, you know, we've, we've been batting around this idea of, of this theme of customer obsessed and uh, making sure that, you know, the, the services or whether it's the products or, you know, the in-store experience is very much customer focused and, um, t- through to, to, you know, you mentioned delivery and things like that. So what, uh, you know, what's it from, again, from your perspective, you know, how does a business ensure that, um, they are making it about the customer? Like what are, what are some of those things that you're doing? You, you mentioned a couple of examples of, um, you know, being there for them if they have a, a, a product that breaks, a, an appliance that needs some service, but you know, what are those, some of those unique things that you think you guys do that show that you, you know, care Go above and beyond to show care for your customers. Well, you know, the difference is if you go buy something from a big box store and you have a problem with it, um, they just tell you, call the manufacturer, you know, call Whirlpool, call Frigidaire, call, you know, LG, whatever. They don't pick up the phone. They're not going to pick up the phone. They're not going to be on the phone for hours. They're not going to have a rep that, you can call and say, hey, you got to help us out with this. You know, this is what's going on with it. You know, you just have to have that connection and you have to be willing to spend a lot of time batting for those customers and trying to get them taken care of. Unfortunately, we end up with a lot of product um, that we have to try to get repaired after it's been to the customer's home you know, had a problem with refrigeration, but, you know, you can't let the customer go months and months and months without a refrigerator because that's how long it takes to get a part or a compressor or what have you. But yeah, I mean, that separates us from all those big box stores is just communication with your customers, communication with your uh, vendors, with your rep, Everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody has to be willing to work for that customer because, um, you know, they bought a 
$2,000 refrigerator and it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> They're not happy. <laughs> no, then it, it kind of... So I deal with that every day. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's stressful for sure, but I think the, the it, it speaks to, you know, the, the fact that you guys are doing well with it and, um, you know, able to address those issues as they arise and, and provide that level of service. And I, I think, you know, not, not to say this answers the next question that that I wanted to ask, but you know, you talk about contributing factors to sustained success and being able to be in business for 120 years. It's, I, I mean, relationships are a big part of that and, and having strong ones within the community and, and being able to, like you said, say, take your words, but communicate with your customers and, and be there for them. I think, you know, I, easy to say that that's probably, you know, how you could go about answering that is, is, you know, that you guys have been able to have strong relationships in the community and be there for them for, on the service aspect. Uh, you know, w I guess, would you agree or, or are there other things that you think sort of have, uh, you know, allowed Pocatello Electric to, to be in business for 120 years? Well, you know, I think that the other thing is, is, you know, your salespeople have to be respectful. They have to be, um, you know, when somebody comes in, you know, they're not always happy that they have to replace their refrigerator or their whole kitchen or whatever. Um, I mean, I think appliances used to be like, ooh, fun, fun, you know, but now with the economy and everything that's going on, people aren't so excited to be putting that much money, especially now because they're so expensive into an appliance. So you have to be patient with your customers. You have to be um, kind, friendly, and you have to know the product so that you can educate your customers. And, you know, and so it, it starts when they walk in the door and it ends when they get their delivery. So I think delivery is also a key factor that you have to have really good delivery people because they're the last impression that the customer gets of your store. And so that's pretty key also is to have them be the same courteous and friendly and respectful and, you know, just do a good job. And we've got a super, super delivery crew right now. And I'm very thankful that we do because I know nationwide it's pretty tough right now to get people to be dedicated and to even show up to work. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as my organization, I'm very fortunate. We've had people that have been here 30 years. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. yeah, I'm very fortunate. No, that's incredible. And I, I, I think, you know, the, the fact that you're able to um, maintain not just the, the, the business, but the team, uh, that you guys have it it it's reciprocal right that uh, having a strong team means the business is gonna you know thrive and do well and and see you guys have lasting success and um speaks to the uh the, the generations of um you know people that have come through whether that's customers or or team members so um awesome to see and you know like i said at the top i, I think it's awesome to hear a lot of those you know specifically stories like yours where it, it's um things are going well and, and you guys have a formula and you're sticking to it and um but you're willing to adjust the like, like any good i guess mathematician they're willing to adjust their formulas right and uh figure out what works and the environment changes the economy changes but um you're you're able and willing to adapt and um speaks to you know the, the kind of 
retail store you guys are running and and why you're you know able to celebrate 120 years in business right now so um appreciate Susie. Uh, appreciate you sharing your story um it's been a lot of fun getting to dive into pocatello electric and um you know learn a little bit about you guys and what you're doing out there and and making me want to visit idaho and and bring some uh skis and uh you know other hiking equipment to get out there and have some fun so i maybe some someday <laughs> before we know it well, when you come, just come to Pocatello Electric, and we'll show you around. We'll show you a good time. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate it. Well, you know, uh, thank you again for, for taking the time, and we'll certainly catch up again soon. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. And thanks again to Susie. So much to learn from them and, you know, so many stories and, and you know, years of of business being done to, to learn from and, and kind of how they've been able to establish themselves as such a, uh, an integral part of the fabric of that community, um, in 120 plus years now and, you know, doing it, continuing to do it in a way that makes the experience all about their customers. So a, a great conversation, uh, one that really leans into that relationship term, um, that means so much to us here at Nationwide and obviously to all of our members and, and retailers in their community. So uh, a great one. We appreciate Susie taking the time and as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.